From your local Houston BMW Center Studios, welcome to the Public Affairs Podcast, addressing local issues that affect our nation and shape our world. I'm your host, KG Smooth. Uncle Funky Larry Jones will be joining us here shortly. Um, And we're just excited um, to have this gentleman on the phone. Uh, He is best well known for being a shaman, a healer, an herbalist, a naturalist, and a doctor in D, natural pathic doctor. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, a man who is just a miracle worker and so full of knowledge, Dr. Shah Kang Zulu Kang. Did I say your first name right? Yeah, Shaka Kang Zulu Kang. Shaka Kang Zulu Kang. Thank you so much. Well, Dr. Kang, thank you for being on the program. Um, please, 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 please. Tell the audience um, about yourself, uh, you growing up in Cameroon and, and, and coming from a great line of shamans and, and healers. Well, yes, uh, it's, it's a pleasure to be on this show. Uh, my name is uh, Dr. Kang, and uh, I always like to start with my grandfather. My grandfather was a healer. His grandfather, grandparents, parents, you know, they were all healers, considered in Africa, shaman. Some people might call them maybe witch doctor because people don't really understand, but the right thing is shaman. And people came from all over the world. It didn't matter what they were sick of. You know, shamans in Africa, they're like middle people. They're like mediators, like what would go to pastors. They're like judges. You know, they, they help, you know, they're like spiritualists. They help people to understand the spirit world. They do a lot of different things. They help people also understand the Akashic records, which a lot of which is the new thing nowadays, you know, where you look into people's past, you look into their rebirth and those kinds of things. But my grandfather, people come from all over the world, presidents, ministers, governors, kings, they came and regular people, you know, if they were sick of maybe diseases that people consider the incurable. And they'll come to grandfather and uh, he would know exactly what was wrong with him. He had the ability to look at people and be able to tell. He knew even when people were coming. I'm seeing him. He knew it. When people got on the plane, you thought about, hey, I'm flying to go see him. He knew sometimes, you know, people were coming. And uh, this were some of the abilities he had. And he also understood plant medicine in a way that was just out of this world. It's not what he read in books or whatever. He could look at a plan and literally dissect why this plan does what it does. The structure, the shape, the color, the texture, why God made it. He knew it, you know, and what all it will do to the human body if you eat it or if you use it as medicine or as tea. And so this was the kind of man, you know, if it was raining, you know, they had like village meetings. They had like, uh, outdoor markets, it was raining, they came, they called him, he put his hand up and uh, he said some few things, the rain will stop. You know, the one time they had a lion loose, you know, from the forest, he came all the way to the village and uh, they called grandfather and uh, he was able to stop the lion. These are the kinds of things, you know, some of the things that sometimes we read on in books. So I grew up like literally living this kind of life and seeing it, you know, firsthand, myself. And it's the reason why we 
name my company Grandpa's Secret because it's all the knowledge that I inherited from my grandfather, my ancestors, which peace be upon them. And uh, yes, so, and when people had spiritual issues, maybe witchcraft was put on them, magic, you know, they came to see grandfather. If people were experiencing a lot of bad luck, they came to see grandfather. If people were so sick, the doctors didn't know what was going on, they came to see grandfather. If people had a dispute, someone stole something from you and, you, and then you wanted to find out who stole the stuff, they came to see grandfather and he'll be able to pinpoint and tell you where maybe that thing was. If someone was killed and buried somewhere and the family was concerned, they didn't see the person. And grandfather, sometimes they'll come and grandfather will tell them maybe where that person's body was buried and stuff like that. Grandfather did divination, you know, look at the alignment, the stars, you know, planets, and will tell people, hey, about to start this business, maybe you shouldn't start it this month because the alignment of your birth, the alignment of the, the planets and the stars or whatever doesn't favor you this month. So maybe you should wait till next month. Wait a minute, and Dr. So, Kang, you keep breaking up there. Um, um, I don't know if you're in a bad spot. Yes. Can you hear me now? Yes. Okay. That's better. Okay. Continue. Okay, yes. So when people were doing business, you know, I was saying, and uh, they wanted to know exactly when they should start a business, when it will be prosperous. You'll look at different things like the alignment of the stars, the planets, and different things. And he'll let them know this is a good time and or maybe this is not a good time. Mm-hmm. So these are the kind of things, you know, he did. And uh, if one was maybe running for politics or whatever, he might tell them some of the things to do to be able to win. And uh, I heard him sometimes say things like, hey, you should go and feed this amount of people to pay off karma. I heard him say things like you should um, maybe adopt, you know, a few orphan aids or whatever to be able to pay back your past karma. I heard him say things like your past life, you were a thief. So this lifetime you should make a lot of money, feed as many people so you don't have to become a rat, a rat your next life because rat, most rats come out at night. You don't have to believe what I'm saying, but yeah, some of the stuff or whatever, as I grow up today, makes a lot of sense. And, uh, you know, yeah, so if someone was a rat their previous life, sometimes he said this lifetime they might become a thief, you know, things like that. I heard, you know, things you don't hear nowadays. And uh, it was just amazing and all the knowledge that I learned from from him. Yeah, it, it is fascinating, Dr. Kang. I mean, um, you know, spirituality and metaphysics um, isn't really um, taught or talked about uh, much here in the United States, um, I believe, because the powers that be actually really know the true power in metaphysics and spirituality and in the things that you were just um, speaking on. Um, And so, you know, to some people, it will sound a little crazy, and I'm using air quotes when I say that. Um, But for those that are tapped in and that know, I mean, you you know what you know. one of the great things about what it is that you and your family um, have 
has done for generations, uh, being herbalist and naturalist, and 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 you have Grandpa's secret, which you know is an ancient African way of healing, uh, which um, mixing herbs, um, taking from the cultural medicine. Um, can you talk about the importance and the healing powers and properties of herbs or herbs? Well, because man is an organic being, putting an inorganic matter in your body does not match, right? Because we're organic, we come from nature. Everything originates from nature. Nature is the teacher. Nature is our mother. For us to put chemicals, inorganic stuff, you know, that's not who we are. We're inorganic matter, then put in inorganic things, you know, then there'll be a match. And so the importance, the indigenous people, you know, before the industrial revolution, before going way, way, way back, before modern medicine, did the people die? No, you know, cultures pass down small secrets on how to take care of different illnesses. You know, whatever the people were sick of, you know, people went to the shaman. Oh, within every single family, the healer was there. And, you know, in ancient Africa, they believe every person is the own great doctor because only you know where it hurts. And when we violate, you know, the laws of God or universal principles, then we are hit upon with what we call disease, which simply means the body is not at ease. And so the ancient you know, man sisters knew that all you had to do was bring the body back at ease and there'll be no disease. And that if we look at nature, if you take a baby cat, a baby rat, a baby monkey, a baby snake, right within their DNA is the knowing on how to heal themselves. We've always seen a baby dog after eating or feeling a certain way sick, it purge. Every animal heals through a process called purging. They know what I'm eating is what has caused me to be sick. That which I have put inside this organic being, maybe it was poisonous, maybe something, maybe it was infected. And so they'll eat whether they are dogs who are not grass eaters, herb eaters, they'll eat that. What is a lion, which is not an herbivore, they'll eat that. And so a lot of the things that modern man thinks have discovered, I tell them nature has discovered this already. And so there isn't anything that man thinks he's advanced himself that nature isn't doing. Animals are showing us. They've never been to school. You know, they've never gotten an education. They've never been to university. You know, no one of us have ever gone to school to learn how to pump our heart, to, to, to learn how to allow blood to flow through our veins, you know, to learn how to breathe. These things are happening on its own through a supernatural consciousness. And because of that, even the animals, they're breathing, you know, they're eating, they're doing that. So medicine is not some kind of a complex thing because even the common denominator in nature, animals, they're literally practicing medicine, right? The ones who do not eat grass, herbs, they eat it when they're sick, they go to it, because the, what do you call it, the, the nectar, if we look at the nectar of the globe is green, right? It is the bloodstream 
that runs through the planet everywhere you go. If you step outside, what you're going to see first is green. So green, you look from the airplane, wherever you go, that is one thing you're going to see. That is the blood of the universe. And because of that, the universe, you know, the ancestors have always known that God put the greens because greens take in, you know, carbon dioxide and they release oxygen, right? And so because of the ability to do that, that should tell you something, that once we put it within our bodies, they're releasing oxygen to us. And every disease is known to be caused by inflammation, mucus. That's it. Every disease, if the inflammation is concentrated in whatever part of the body, we give it a name. If one has maybe a lot of inflammation in their lungs, then we might call it COPD, right? Or might call it maybe... Uh, angina pectora, right? So wherever they have a lot of mucus or inflammation concentrated in the prostate, then we might say maybe this is prostate cancer. And even animals, they know this. When animals are uh, experimented on in labs and maybe there was a study where they gave these animals like heavy metals and put them in their system and they left the animals to go on in the wild. And they were tracking these animals. And what was very interesting was that when these animals, maybe after 30 days, when they found the animals, they had no heavy metal. When they gave them poisonous vaccines and different things and they let them go, right? If these animals were like in Africa, you see them eating what they call a palm nut, which is something that the osculation is anti-venom also. If these animals were in China, they'll eat something we call linji, which is called ganoderma. You know, so every single culture, tribe, village, creek, there's always that plant that the divine put to be able to help us with. And another interesting thing that my grandfather always thought was that if every single one of us here live in a building and we had blood pressure, diabetes, the weed that will grow around the building will be for the blood pressure. But because man has become too busy running around, right? They've forgotten their nature, but animals have never forgotten. Even from the ones that we domesticate, they've never forgotten their nature. The most sickest, sickest beings, animals on the face of the planet, humans. Second, the ones that we domesticate are dogs, right? So that should tell you, if we look at nature, nature doesn't have some certain kinds of diseases. Even when they do, they know exactly how to heal themselves. Mm. Nature has proven this over and over and over again. And so we always urge people to look within themselves and to begin to ask the question, what are all these plants here for? No animal pay to live, no animal pay to eat, right? Even when we take a dog, we think, oh, it won't survive. When we leave it out there, it will still survive. Because, you know, once we start enslaving, you know, things like dogs and things, we think, oh, they're needing us, they're depending on us. No, sometimes the dogs and cats, sometimes they run away. And sometimes because they're sick, they're stressed, and sometimes they come back even more well and even more better. How is this happening? Mm. Can you, yes. you're, you're listening to the Public Affairs Podcast. We're talking to Dr. Shaka Khan Zulu Kang. Uh, best known for being a shaman, a healer, herbalist, naturalist, and a doctor, indie naturopathic doctor. Um, 
Yeah, I, I want you to touch on that because, you know, it seems as though when it comes to consumption of food um, and how we have been programmed and trained to eat meat, even though our teeth and the way that we are made up genetically um, isn't designed for um, meat, how we can skip out the middleman because people don't realize that the same trauma and anxiety and energy, that same energy from that animal when slaughtered and packaged up and then we cook it up and put it on our plates, that we are also ingesting that same energy that those animals went through going through the slaughterhouse, no? Yes. Very true. I mean, you, you said it, you know, my, man by design is not a meat eater. If we look on the face of the planet, every single animal has a food for them. Birds have food for them. Monkeys have food for them. Giraffe have food for them. Human beings have food for them. If you were to go and ask even a Harvard graduate, what is the food for humans? Very few people have been able to answer. And the way you know the food for humans is that it does not have to come with disease. Every single animal is eating that which does not bring it disease. They die of old age and not disease. Only human beings and our domesticated animals die of diseases. So every single specific animal. So we look at the different characteristics. We do not have the canine units. We do not have claws. We do not have the intestines. We have very long intestines, and all meat eaters are known to have short intestines. But we do not have the upper body to be able to hold down our own meat. Very few of us, you know, human beings are actually one of the most weakest animal. You know, we cannot even outrun our own dogs, right? Mm. Even a small virus can it will kill us. You know, when we talk about strength, we don't have the strength. We can't hold down a pig. You know, it requires maybe four, five, six, seven people or machines. You know, those are the things to tell us that we're not meat eaters at all. You know, if we see the meat eaters, they kill the animal, they eat it raw. You know, when they catch their prey, they just eat it and uh, eat it fresh. But we have to kill it and uh, cook it. And uh, by the time we cook it, it's become a carcinogen. We'll put it in the fridge and all that stuff. The life force has left its body. Most animals know we catch it, we eat it. They're eating the life force within the animal. And so by God's design makeup of the human, we're not, meat requires, you know, it takes a long time in our bodies to digest. That's why the meat eaters, they all have very short intestines. When meat stays in your body for so long after being cooked or whatever, you know, we all know it's that rotting in your body, then the body feedback on its own feces, that which is rotting in inside, it begins to feedback on that feces. It goes into the every part of the body. And, you know, we hear people, oh, you know, your farts smell, all that stuff, you know, because of the things we eat, right? And so by design, by the creator designing man, the way he designed us, you know, man is a fruit and vegetable eater. Those things or whatever, they're very soft. You know, they you can chew on them. You can eat them very, very easy. The molars that we have, the canine, we're not 
by design, you know, meat eater. Meat, flesh is very, very hard. Only when we cook it, then are we able to be able to... Uh, to, to consume it. Yeah. You're absolutely yeah. right. So hold on. So yeah. um, we're going to take a break right here and come back with Dr. Kang because um, we're going... I want you to continue to expound on that because a lot of people... Uh, will say, well, you know, just eating fruits and vegetables, you know, it it doesn't make me full. And, you know, how do I know that I'm getting the amount of calories a, a, a day, you know, to, for me to gain weight or to stay healthy and, and all of that? And so we're going to touch on that in just a little bit. You're listening to the Public Affairs Podcast. We'll be right back after this. From your local Houston BMW Center studios, welcome back to the Public Affairs Podcast, addressing local issues that affect our nation and shape our world. I'm your host, KG Smooth, continuing uh, my conversation with Dr. Shaka Khan Zulu Kang, uh, best known for being a, a shaman, a healer, a herbalist, naturalist, a uh, natural indie, naturopathic uh, doctor uh, as well. Just comes from a line of healers, uh, in Cameroon, and we, and right before the break, we were talking about humans, you know, naturally not being meat eaters. And I posed the question because a lot of times people say that, well, eating fruits and vegetables, you know, that's not enough. I don't feel as full. Um, how do I know that I'm getting enough calories, um, you know, a day with all of that? And and I, you know, I don't. When I hear people say that. The first thing that comes to mind, Dr. Kang, is that, well, guys, our stomach is only the size of your fist. So if you are listening right now, make a fist. That is the size of your stomach. But yet we are putting in so much more than what that size of the fist can handle. Um, So I guess my question would be to, uh, to those who like to use that narrative, Dr. Kang, um, what can they eat to make them feel full uh, w- with the fruits and vegetables? Or, or how much should one eat a day? Because, you know, me personally, I'm relearning everything. And I don't know if I trust what, you know, the FDA and just the U.S. government has put out there in terms of the nutrition chart um, that we should be following. It's just very skeptical to me. So um, what say you, Dr. Kang? Well, uh, as my grandfather always said, you know, we always look back to nature, right? You know, so we look at things like the gorilla, you know, those animals. We look at the elephants. We look at the giraffes. They're eating plants. Mm. But if we look at, you know, their physique, right, they're building muscle. It's just because a lot of the things we have to relearn because a lot of things that we've been indoctrinated, right, has been like we do not need systems to tell us how to eat. As I say again, we go back to nature. When a baby comes out of his mother, whatever he finds, it starts grabbing, putting in his mouth. No one taught it this, Right. So automatically, if you were to put a cat on a banana, that baby is be shown to cling or hold on to want to grab the banana as so of grabbing the cat to eat or the dog or maybe the cow. 
So a lot of the things, so whatever, is all miseducation. And so we look at this animal, they're able to build muscle by what they're eating. They're eating plenty of greens. Is that a lot of us, you know, once you're on a plant-based diet, the goal is to eat till you get full. You eat. But very few of us, we do not eat enough of the vegetables. Most of the vegetables or whatever, pesticides, most of us, we're eating. We're not eating. Uh, we're eating under stress. There's so many other factors why people think, like me, I mean, I eat, I mean, I don't think, I mean, I, I have a lot of muscle on me, right? But I eat plants, this, and, you know, food. And so a lot of it is all a myth. I think very few people are not eating that enough. You know, you don't just do something maybe for one year and think, oh, okay, I'm not getting the result I need. There's so many things. That's why the human beings, we have brains, because we're supposed to be chemist scientists. We have to understand how to combine food. I mean, you want to gain weight, you can eat things like avocados, you can eat things like nuts, those things are known. You have great fat or whatever to help you to maintain, you know, the muscles that you have. And that was avocados and nuts, you said, to gain yeah. weight? Yeah, avocados and nuts and seeds. And those seeds, things. okay. Yeah, what about some people would say uh, potatoes? What about that? Well, yes, I mean, we can... It uh, comes from the ground, yes? Yeah, we, we can eat those. You know, we can eat potato with, with, with starch eaters. I know there's a lot of people, because of where we are right now, it's not... I know a lot of people talk about, like, the Dr. Sebi diet, you know, just eating greens. Yes, but very few people have ever stayed on those diets for so long. Mm. And uh, if the way the planet is, a lot of fruits and a lot of other things or whatever are being instinct. And so the only things that are literally growing on the face of the planet are maybe like starches and a lot of things that is sustainable. If you go to places like country, Venezuela, and all those things, they have what they call stable food. And so for you to meet someone maybe in that country, like, hey, you have to go vegan, you got to eat just cream or whatever. Some places, you know, their climate, the nature of, you know, the, 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 the environment there doesn't grow some certain kinds of things. And so we have to mix the starches, the carbohydrates, or whatever, the time that we are in. Mm. Do I say like that? No, I eat mostly. I can afford to eat the greens, the vegetables as much as possible. You know, okay. but it should be very so, few people, common person, the poorest of the poorest, you know, can afford to just eat greens because sometimes maybe the prices, I'm talking about maybe like in third world, yeah. Because I know the people who might, you know, be going to be like, oh, no, we should eat just greens. We should eat just like this or whatever. But I said most civilization evolved eating fruit, vegetables, and starches and carbohydrates. Mm. So for those that uh, will say like, okay, yeah, you mentioned the, the gorilla and the elephant and the giraffe they who are big and strong and they eat only greens. But what about um, the lion or a big cat? I mean, they eat meat. Well, yes, they eat meat because of their anatomy. You right. know, every animal eats according to its its anatomy. You know, they, they build, they have the upper body strength, they have the canine units, they have the claws, you know, their digestive system is shorter or whatever. They're designed. God is a master planner. And when the divine makes something or whatever, it, it makes something that mimics, you know, a certain way of eating that matches that thing. 
And so we just have to look at them. Every meat eater is built. They can hold down their own meat. They can kill it. You know, they can tear it apart. They have the canine unit. They they have everything built within them. I'm glad you explained that because, you know, I'm I'm in spaces where these conversations are being had and and, and those are the uh, rebuttals that people have when we start talking about eating a more plant-based diet. Um, I want to get into... Uh, Grandpa's secrets and 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 you being, you know, a healer and literally curing and healing people from things such as prostate cancer and um, HIV and you know high blood pressure. You know, if your thyroid. I mean, just so many um, different things. You can unequivocally and in good faith say that you have healed these people of these ailments all through the herbs mixed in with a bit of uh, metaphysics and spirituality and, you know, the the way that you think or the way that the patient uh, thinks. Well, yes, uh, we personally, we do not heal people. We give them that which their body needs to allow them to heal themselves. No one heals anyone. You give them tools, and uh, if people have a lot of poison, toxic in them, and then you give them the tool, the information, like, hey, you take this up, you put it in your body, it's going to remove the poison, then the person won't have that, what we call disease. And so healing the body, all we have to do is go back to nature and see how nature is healing itself. You know, when animals get very sick, very sick, they... After they eat the grass, they still feel sick. What they do is, observing nature being, after living in the jungles of Africa, they will stop eating. They will dig the earth. They will lay there. They'll stop eating. They'll stop barking. They'll stop. They'll close their eyes. They'll just lay there. Sometimes we think they're dead. What they're doing is they're fasting. They're grounding. And then a few days later, they'll wake up vital because they know the act of eating uses a lot of energy. The act of Barking or talking uses a lot of energy. The act of looking requires a lot of energy. So as they close their eyes, their mouth short, you know, what happens? And then they stop eating. All that energy that is needed within their body is internalized to heal their bodies. That's why fasting has been known that cultures that fast or whatever, they live longer because it allows the body to be able to get rid of a lot of toxicity that might have been trapped when we look at something like the lymphatic system the lymphatic system is one of the systems in the body that has no drain and because it has no drain the only time where we can detoxify the lymphatic system is either we're jumping or we're fasting Mm. these are the only two times you can detoxify the lymphatic system and so we're eating a lot of poisonous food toxic things dead things or whatever then it accumulates in the lymph node, and then we find ourselves feeling very sick. But when one jump or one fast, then this system drains itself. Every other system drains itself, but this particular system. So cultures have always known, even animals, they practice this in nature. So all you have to do is give people the tool, and when you give them the tool, for us, disease just simply means the body's not at ease. So we, we ask them, what all have you been eating? You know, because the one thing we do every single day is eating. 
It's like the God. It's like God. You know, worship is eating. You know, just what the ancient belief. Mm. And so, belong to places that are not teaching us how to eat. Then you know they're teaching us how to die. And so all we do is we indoctrinate, or we inform the people, or we teach them as to mm. eat properly, to mm. do all the right things. You know, to sleep with your stress levels and just everything from a holistic place of of view that balance. Nature is all about balance. You eat right, sleep right, drink the right amount of water you drink when your body asks for it. You know, and uh, you sleep, you reduce stress levels, and uh, you forgive. And so, even as a shaman, sometimes clients come to me who their illness disease, their body not being at ease, is just because they're holding grudges. They've not forgiven their mom, their sister, their brother, their cousins. And so this thing builds up so much energy within them and uh, is unforgiveness. And so it begins to cause disease in their body. And so sometimes these people, they do not need anything. All they need to is to be 